Hello and welcome to Trigonometry. I'm Francis Foster. I'm Constantine Kisser. And this is a show for you if you're bored of watching people. Actually, do you know what? Um, we've got a very special guest for you this week, guys. Quite simply, we've realised we haven't pissed off enough people, so we've invited a very special guest on who will wind up a few more. Yes, you will. Our guest this week is a controversial YouTube comedian, Count Dankula. Welcome to Trigonometry. How are you doing? Yeah, it's good to have you, man. Uh, listen, for anyone who doesn't know you, let's just quickly get the whole thing out of the way. You're known for the Nazi pug video, which you made for YouTube, which went viral. You had a, a court case that resulted from that. Tell us very quickly about that for anyone who doesn't know. I made a joke and got arrested, essentially. Uh, my girlfriend was constantly going on about how cute and adorable her pug was. She wouldn't shut up about it. I thought it would be funny to teach the dog to do horrific things like Nazi salute and react to the phrase gas the Jews. And I made a video of it. It went online. It went viral. I got arrested. I went through a two-year trial, which lasted <clears throat> twice as long as the Nuremberg trials. And ultimately, I was found guilty and they fined £800, which I've refused to pay. And so now it's just a case of waiting for the cops to come and get me. Well, obviously, this wasn't in the UK. You were living in North Korea at the time, right? No, no, this was, this was in uh, the United People's Republic of Scotland. So, <laughs> 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 no, yeah, that's, that's what it all, all went down, yeah. Right. Uh, and where are you with it now? Because you've had a bunch of appeals and, and stuff like that. Um, I ended up, uh, I went through, tried to go through the actual regular appeal process. Um, the way it works is there's like a sift process. It's basically to stop people from uh, wasting the appeals court's time. For example, a man could walk into the police station with his decapitated wife's head in his hand with a USB stick containing the video of him doing it. And then he would go, I want to appeal. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a system set up to prevent people like that from mm. wasting the appeal court's time. And what happens is at the first stage, one judge reviews it. And it was basically a huge uh, feels, be feels before reels thing where he basically told me I was lucky I didn't go to jail and he even threatened my lawyer with contempt of court for doing his job and uh, ended up uh, the second time after that we appealed again the second sift it got rejected we then did something called nobile efficium which is where you appeal to the highest judge in the, judge in the land going can you please hear me out because I'm getting fucked up here we then went in front of the highest judge in the land who went no <laughs> and then just sent us on our way. So that was a very expensive no. And now the only thing we've really got left is the Scottish Criminal Case Review Commission, which can take months and I could get packed up at any time and do my time in jail before they even process their submission. So yeah, it's shit. It's pretty shit, yeah. So uh, how long could you do in jail, essentially? Um, and more, more importantly, this is the thing that blew my mind. What did you get charged with? It was section, <clears throat> section 127 of the Communications Act of 2003, uh, posting an offensive message or offensive content on a social media platform. Uh, so it was, I was literally convicted over causing gross offence, something which is uh, completely subjective. And also, you know, they kind of uh, replaced my intent and removed the context of what I did in order to secure that conviction. Because here's the thing that worries me. It's like, who gets to judge what is offensive? Like, I'm a West Ham fan. I find their back four at times grossly offensive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and infuriating. And, but who's to, who makes that judgment? The Scottish courts. That's what the prosecution of the Crown said. He says that people don't get to decide what they find offensive. The court gets to decide what isn't, isn't offensive. I am not joking. He literally said that. Did they not also say the context and intent are irrelevant? Yeah, he said that uh, 
they were allowed to willfully ignore certain contextual parts of the evidence. They were said that they were allowed to do that. So basically, we are allowed to disregard context. So basically, they said that there's parts of the evidence that we are allowed to completely dismiss. And that's what he said. And so, it's just like this... He's a massive authoritarian, like the prosecutor. I don't know if it's a case of he actually believes those things or he just really, really wanted a win. Yeah. Because he was going... He was going ham. There was even a few things that he said where the judge raised a bit of an eyebrow, like, come on, man, that's a little bit extreme, but, you know, he won in the end. I mean, that's incredible to say that context is not important. Mm -hmm. So that basically dismisses irony. Basically, the entire cast of Django is looking at life. (laughs) (laughs) If context doesn't matter, then they're they're looking at some serious hard labour. It's interesting with the implications, because I, I haven't mentioned we're here at the Backyard Comedy Club, and Marcus is about to do a set here tonight. And by the time this video goes out, he will already have done a set. Um, so for comedy, and for any comedy, whether that's online, whether that's comedians going on stage like us, stand-up comedians, what are the implications of this? Because this is scary stuff, man. Well, it's a case of a precedent has now been set where you know context doesn't matter, your intent doesn't matter, even if there's evidence supporting what your intent was. That can all be ignored and disregarded. Courts can essentially guess the thoughts which are in your head when you, you know, said the joke and they can decide for themselves the reason why you said it. If Even if you're on stage going, I'm doing a comedy gig, I'm saying these things to be funny, the judge can go, no, you said it because you were being racist. That's, that's literally where we're at right now. And people are saying, oh, no, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But we've already had arrests happen. We've had uh, Chelsea Russell. We've had but one guy got the police at his door because he liked a tweet containing a limerick about trans people. The police actually contacted him to say, we, are, we just wanted to call you to check your thinking. <laughs> and oh man, see how we were commenting on this earlier, but it's like, whenever people say thought police, people used to go, oh, and roll their eyes. People aren't rolling their eyes so much anymore, especially when you get the police calling you to say that they're there to literally check your thinking. Like, that's terrifying. That's, that's the road that we're going down. And I've been trying to raise more awareness about this for the last two years. I mean, there'll be some people who say, right, okay, why don't you just pay the 800 quid, get it over it, get it done. 800 quid isn't a big deal. I'm Scottish. I'm not going to fucking pay the government money. <laughs> Fuck off. Sorry, I'm from London, mate. I'll pay 800 quid to park a car. <laughs> it's like the poll tax all over again. Yeah, it is, Join us for episode two where Marcus glasses me in a pub. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I've, I've taken that brings us on to the Tories. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's, it's a case of uh, I shouldn't be facing any punishment at all. So I'm just going to be a salty stick in the mud. I'm going to go, fuck your fine. I'm not paying your fucking fine. Mm. All I did was hurt people's feelings. Like, like, why? I mean, think of everything I've been through, like, so far when I'm losing all my jobs, I'm getting the press constantly harassing me and my family. And it's like, you know, sure, you would think that would be enough, but they're like, no, we want this £800 and it's the thing they want. And they're not fucking getting it. I'm not paying the money. Well, and the thing is as well, we had a chat about this for your documentary that, that the BBC are doing about you, right? What you were saying is you haven't paid the fine and they should have come and take you, taken you off to jail already, but they yeah. haven't. Well, this was the thing is that I think the, the final date was the 26th of October. And it was a case of, you know, after that date passed, I went, cool, here we are, it's go time. Go time any any second now. I'm going to get that knock at the door. Mm. But like two weeks passed, and I was like, "What's what, what's going on? Where the hell are they?" And I ended up going, "Christmas is coming. I'm getting married next year. Let's just rip this off like a plaster and get it over and done with." So I called the cops on myself and just basically went, "Hello, well, you know, I'd like to report a Nazi. <laughs> I'd, like, I'd like to report me." <laughs> and I was like, 
you know, the, you've got my address, you've got this, you've got that. And I was like, when are you coming to get me? And they said, we're not going to come and get you until your name flags up on the computer. So literally I get saved by bureaucracy. <laughs> oh, man, but I was, I, I was even like, but I'm here on the phone with you now telling you where I am. <laughs> you know what, man? They wouldn't come and get me. So I'm probably going to get picked up at the most inopportune time. Probably, you know, as I'm getting shipped from my house to the wedding venue yeah. <laughs> or something like that, probably then. Wouldn't it surprise Saved me? Saved by the that. police. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in the back of the car like, Thank, thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, mate. You really helped me out. Yeah. Well, listen, man, you wanted to piss off your girlfriend. It looks like that's really going to happen now, right? Well, it works every time there's an argument, she brings it up. You know how when your relationships, when she's yeah. got that one thing you yeah. did years ago that she always brings up? That's, that's mine. <laughs> that, that's the one thing she always brings if you up. you hadn't have taught that dog to do a Nazi salute, none of this would have happened. But you know what's interesting is, you, let, let's explore the camera argument because there are some people who say what you do was normalize hate speech you know it's anti-semitic where do you stand on that normalizing hate speech we've always how's hate speech more prevalent you know if you look at the last century people were hella racist people were extremely racist so how can hate crime and all that be on the rise like yeah it's getting reported more because it's now cataloged as a law as a crime we now have metrics by which to measure it but in the past we didn't but society was hella racist Back then, racism is on the decrease. So everyone's saying that like, you've normalised what I've, I've normalised something that is in fact fading away. Well, I guess uh, what Francis is saying yeah. is by showing those images where mm -hmm. if someone is stupid enough to take what you did literally, right, 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 let, let's that, just that would be, that because would they would have hell. to be really stupid. Yeah, that right? would be a new level of stupid. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Although but, to be fair, there probably is. At least yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> the dog made me do it, Your Honour. Yeah, well, well, you know, that dog has a point. <laughs> but there is a stat from America that seven percent of Americans think that chocolate milk comes from brown cows. Right. So, yeah. so there are people that are stupid enough. So let, let's just play the argument, the counter yeah. argument, yeah. right? Let's say that there are people who are stupid enough and maybe racist enough to take that literally. And they're going to go, oh, it's acceptable now to do Nazi themed dog training videos, you know? Right. And, and they're going to then be emboldened. This is I'll the argument. I'll tell you what, it made crafts more interesting. See, man. <laughs> and now for the goose step. <laughs> man, like, Legion of Pugs walking you know, <laughs> to call Straight to Poland. <laughs> man, I'm trying to play devil's advocate. But, but this argument is so fucking stupid, I can't even get it out. It's like, I, I understand what you're trying to say. If people, see, if people see the video and then they get inspired, like, oh, you know, doing that is okay. Well, it would depend on the context in which they're doing it like see for example if they did it with like a kitten or something like that like if it's a cute thing but it's sort of if someone did it with a pig that would be kind of funny yeah as well like that would be quite good then yeah that would be okay see if a guy just dresses up as a nazi and starts hanging around a synagogue shouting it that's when i'd be like whoa hold on now that's that's not you know that's not funny if you're shouting threats at jews well dressed as a nazi like it's different but like the context is the dog the animal and as far as a i've had a few people say your video could actually directly inspire violence from people if anyone watches my video and that inspires them to go out and commit violence then anything fucking would have an episode of fucking peppa pig would have fucking done it man it's like if that video caused that person to go out and commit an act of violence then the bar was very very low like that person was going to commit a violent act sooner or later yeah. <laughs> like i don't see you know that that problem's with them you know if people look at a piece of entertainment and they interpret it into you know real world horrific acts you know it's the same as making the argument is video games cause violence heavy metal causes devil worship uh, jazz music causes white women to dance with black men that was one in the 40s by the way that's, that's real 
that was a thing they actually tried to push. Mm. But like, it's just making those same arguments where it's a case of, even though media is done with a certain intent to be entertainment, to be funny, people try and take it and transfer it into the real life, not realizing, no, it's just entertainment. That's all this is. And see if anyone transforms entertainment, not seeing it for what it is and transforms it into real world horrific actions, then they deserve to be in a jail cell and society's better off without them, to be honest. Because it's people like that that are ruining it for everybody else. Because basically the only way to get around that stuff is just to make everything walking on eggshells. You know, don't say or do certain things in case some maniac decides to do something mental with the information he received. I mean, do you think the author of Catch-22 knew that that guy was going to pop off John Lennon? That oh, was it Catcher in the Rye? That was, was Catcher in the Rye, Rye. yeah. I keep yeah. getting those mixed up. Yeah, it was Catcher yeah. in the Rye. Like, he, he didn't know that. He wasn't trying to inspire that. So yeah. was, I wasn't trying to inspire that with what I did. But that's the argument people try and make. And the only way to, you know, comply with their demands is to literally censor the vast majority of media and make it so milk toast, which would just overall restrict expression. And where do you stand on this issue of freedom of speech? Do you think there is a problem with freedom of speech in this country? or do um, you... Yeah, I believe there is. There's certain things that, uh, government-wise, there's certain things that you see. If it's someone directly inciting violence, then I do have an understanding, right? Personally, I'm an absolutist, but I'm prepared to make some concessions in certain areas, right? I, I'm not one of these, I'm going to stamp the ground until I get my way, like talk sort of people. I'm prepared to meet in the middle. But uh, as far as there's certain things where all you're doing is being offensive, and you're getting arrested for it. For example, you know, the, the Chelsea Russell case, she posted rap lyrics on her Instagram that contained the N-word. I'm trying not to get you demonetized. <laughs> <laughs> on my, channel, on my channel, I would just say it, right? Yeah, but yeah. I won't get you hit, right? Yeah. But, uh, basically, she posted rap lyrics on her Instagram. She was arrested, context didn't matter. She now has a criminal record and she was tagged and had to pay a fine. There was also the people that uh, burned the Grenfell Tower effigy, which I thought was pretty spicy, even by my standards. Yeah. I, I, when I heard about that, I was watched the video and I was like, Gee, Jesus, that's, that was a bit much even for me. And uh, they got a whole police investigation. The police were going through their trash yeah. and everything to find stuff on them. So stuff like that, like, they've made it a crime to be an arsehole. Chelsea Russell's not an arsehole. I want to yeah. make that yeah, clear. Yeah. Like, the, the Grenfell Tower guys, yeah, it's very easy to make that argument that they yeah. were arseholes. Yeah. But like, it's just being a bit of a dick has become a crime. Like, if you have, like, an argument with someone in public as well, you've seen, I don't know if you've seen the uh, the police's hate crime operational guidance handbook. It comes down to perception. Like, say, for example, mm. if you were gay. Yeah. Are you? No. Damn. So, <laughs> you're the only man to ever say that. <laughs> no, but, like, uh, say, for example, you were gay and we're walking down the street. We accidentally, accidentally we bang into each other. Yeah. And I turn around at you and go, watch where you're fucking going. And I walk away. Yeah. Right? Now, you, as a gay man, I didn't say a slur to you. I, didn't, I don't know anything about you. See, if you perceive that the reason I did that or said that to you came from a place of bigoted hatred, that's enough for an arrest. The victim's perception is what matters. Basically, the victim gets to decide what was in that person's head. The victim gets to decide the person's intent. And where do you think we're going to go with this? Do you think it's a slippery slope? The gloves are off now and it's going to get worse? Authoritarianism, that's the path that we're going down now. I mean, it's a case of... We've, we've noticed a trend. When you look at places like North Korea and China and all that as well, they didn't happen overnight. There was baby steps. You know, if you just try... You, you know, a country can't just turn around and go... We're just going to go full authoritarian boys like that. You'll be riots. Everybody would kick off. Everyone would get angry. And it's the Jordan Peterson described it the best way, where the government will encroach, you know, two inches and keep going until people start to get really angry, and then it will stop. 
then it will wait until everyone calms down and then it will encroach a little bit more till they get angry and stop and they'll just keep doing it and doing it and doing it and we had it with uh, terrorism you know the america get the patriot act you know we had things like the snoopers charter oh it's all for terrorism it's all for terrorism the government gathering more and more power and then you had uh, basically diversity and stuff like that or oh, why would you be against this you know the government controlling what you can say and the things you can write and the type of ways you can express yourself oh but it's in the name of diversity why would you be against that racist like that's it's basically it's not just a case of the government doing what it's want the government also has a bunch of brainwashed useful idiots that are on their side allowing the government to do this and basically we're trying to point it out like do you not see the government are using this as an excuse to grab more power and that's what they're doing like when was when was the last time apart from like really really archaic like when was the last time the government got rid of a law that gave it a hell of a lot more power like like even surveillance laws and all that as well you know basically you're you can be monitored constantly and we were fine with it because we were like oh but it protects us from terrorism yeah well terrorism mm. still happens doesn't it so it's obviously not working that way <laughs> yeah. well, and like you say yeah. i think a few years it would be a few years ago now but w one of the first uses of this new terrorist legislation they arrested the pension at the labor party conference for shouting at one of the ministers or something like that was terrorism. Yeah, that was. They used anti-terrorism legislation to arrest that a guy. What terrorists in the world, man? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's getting pretty mental. But you listen, one thing I wanted to ask you because I think a lot of people wouldn't know this, and you know, when we had a long chat, that came up is actually the impact of, like, you know, you're, you're joking about it. You know, there's funny things about it, but also there was an impact on you in terms of your employment, your work, your life, and I think a lot of people wouldn't know that. So maybe tell us a little bit about that. Oh, it's a case of. Um, I had jobs, I was working in security, but then whenever I tried to get, you know, security is a mix and match. You just usually get a text for your phone when you do a shift. But whenever I tried to get stable employment while doing security on top of it, basically I would, I'd, with some of them I tried to be honest in the interview going, I'm just going to be real with you guys right now. Never got a call back. So then I tried to keep it secret just so that I could get a job. And then in all the places I got into, you know, after a week or so, or in one case on my first day, <laughs> I got I got recognised. People knew who I was, and just that was me straight out the door, gone. And also basically because 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 of the Nazi pug thing, you know that basically. But, but what would they say to you? They would, they would turn around and say, "Oh, so I would do this to the company. It would do that to the company." Even though most of the companies that actually did fire me got a lot more shit for firing me <laughs> than they, than they would have for like letting me work there, because people managed to find out one of the security firms that I worked for. And now my boss at the time, he loved it. He would get angry calls, like people going, I can't believe you hire him, you're, you've got a Nazi working for you. And he would sit there and go like that, yeah, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> <laughs> he would go like that, no, I'm not firing him. In fact, I'm going to offer him extra shifts. But like, he loved it, I miss him. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, it was just, so it was being unemployable and it's a case of, I'm just trying to keep the ball rolling with my YouTube and all that, because see, after this is gone, you know, what can I do? There's no yeah. job, there's no place that will hire me. And even, you know, maybe after that I'll start arguing in favour of the welfare state. <laughs> <laughs> What's this space? <laughs> but like, so that's why I'm trying to do what I do, but I'm still getting attacked for what I'm doing. And I'm sort of like, am I, am I allowed to feed myself? <laughs> you know, is I, am I allowed to keep a roof over my head? Like, what do you, what do you want me to do? That like, man, they keep going after me no matter what area I go into. It's a case of like, okay, then... We'll make an agreement, I'll, I'll drop everything, I'll stop being all free speech, I'll stop being all right-wing and all that stuff, and I'll just go and get a normal job. They wouldn't, they wouldn't even let me have that. Mm. No, so I'm kind of I'm stuck in what I'm doing. And what's it, I mean, like we, we joke about it, and it is funny, what, you know, and the ridiculousness and all the rest of it, but being called a Nazi is a pretty, pretty vicious thing to do. It, some. It's white noise to me now. 
it doesn't the, the word has lost all meaning. It's like the McGurk effect when you hear the same thing over and over again. It starts to just lose its meaning and enunciation and everything. Like it's, that's what it is now. People, none of these people know what actual Nazis are. Like even in that chat I had with that gentleman yesterday, he he didn't even know. He he thinks like uh, you, so. Just for anyone who doesn't know, you had a chat with a, a left-leaning comedian that I left, helpfully left, sent your left, way. Left left leaning. I think, <laughs> I think it was a little bit more than leaning, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he loves it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like, he's flat on the left. He's oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, so left wing. He's hanging off the plane. Yeah. But, <laughs> but like uh, he he doesn't know what it was either. Basically, he thinks that wanting to uh, deport illegal immigrants, but being completely fine with the legal ones being here. He thinks that's far right, and I was just no, not at all. And everything he thinks that uh, not wanting to associate with gay people is far right. If you were calling for the deaths of or banning of homosexuality, yeah, that's far right. Yeah. That's far right. A lot of Muslim countries do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. But I thought you didn't want to get us demonetized. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's, it's not you. It's me. <laughs> I feel like you're breaking up with me, man. <laughs> no, but. But it's like that type of stuff as well. Like these, the Overton window has shifted mm. so much that even being a libertarian is considered far right. Like that's what I would consider myself. I have a lot of libertarian values. Everyone's like, uh, oh, you know, the, the government should have say in sexuality and everything. I was like, how about the government has no fucking say? How is that the government's business? Mm. Yeah. That man, like, with, oh, we need government recognition. Why? It's not your dad's. Oh man, it's like, you don't need, you know, validation from the government. I don't give a fuck what the government thinks about me. Oh man, you need to recognise my sexuality. Maybe you're a little bit needy. Oh man, government's not stopping you for sucking dick. I'm sorry, I'm fucking your monetization. No, 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 <laughs> but on, on the whole being called a Nazi thing, it's like amazing to us because we do this show. Francis is probably more left-leaning. That I'm kind of somewhere in the centre. Yeah, immigrant. Immigrant with the Jewish heritage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. That's so a, obviously that's a yeah. No, but w people are calling us for far right. I've been called alt right, pro fascist, pro fascist. Obviously, crypto fascist. Crypto -fascist. Have, that's a good one. Oh, that, that's that a good one's one. coming. That's, that's that the one. one where you're a fascist, but you don't know it. Oh, but they do. They <laughs> oh. always know so much better. They, only, they know your own mind so much yeah. better than you. Crypto fascism. Yeah, yeah. that sounds like one. a really good board game. I do. I, do. <laughs> <laughs> I use crypto authoritarianism yeah. back at them, and they get yeah. really angry when you use you use their own language back at them. <laughs> so, so for, and all we do on the show is we try to talk to different people and we just let them say what say their piece, like we've done with you, right? Yeah. We've tried to challenge you a little bit. We've tried to listen to you. We don't interrupt you. We don't try and pretend that you meant something that you didn't mean or anything. And that now is far right. Yeah. And it's like, where, where do you go from here? This is the, the, the most, see the most progress that I have seen comes from talking to people. Mm. It comes from talking to people because people use my associations on me all the time. You spoke to Tommy once, <laughs> so that, like, yeah, like of nearly a year ago and all that. But like, uh, oh, you're in UKIP, you know, Nigel Farage, blah blah blah. And it's like, oh, your associations, these associations are what I'm basing my opinions of you on. And I'm just like, well, I hang out with communists. I talk to anarchists. Talk to like full-on liberals, social democrats, and everybody. I'm like, why, why are they getting ignored? Like, I speak to them too. So why are you not interested in them? It's because I speak to everyone. They only get mad about the ones that, you know, they like to be mad about these guys. But when you speak to someone that doesn't suit their narrative, they're not interested. Because I've noticed that, see, I've had people who have hated me, outright hated me. But see, when I've approached them and had a chat with them, we talk regularly now. I'm not going to say their names because they won't outright admit that they talk to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because basically they could lose their jobs and shit. Yeah. I'll get 
or they'll get shit for the, from their own side because mm. it's sort of you know don't don't hang out with the smelly kids. <laughs> um, and that's, that's literally the mentality mm. that it is. But mm. see how and bringing people sort of back from the extremes, like see going out and speaking to them is what does that. Like you see, how many times have you seen Nazis or white supremacists you know get deplatformed, get fired from their jobs, get you know punched and all that? Has that ever made any of them change their opinion? No, 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 not. it hasn't. But speaking to them does. Because one of the fears that I've identified in the far right is they think even if they abandon their beliefs, society will still shun them. They're like, I, I can't come back. Like, is society. It's like see- what you're talking about with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, society sees Nazism as that <clears throat> shit don't wash off like that. That's forever. Mm. Right. But even though I thought we used to like the nice stories of a guy that was like, I was in the KKK for years and now I'm not. And, you know, I'm, I'm here with my black wife and my wife's son. This <laughs> type of stuff, right? Like people used to love those stories, but yeah, now it's a case redemption. of yeah, redemption is good. You know, when you hear I used to be an outright racist, I'm not anymore. Now I'm a good, productive member of society. Good. That's, that's, those are lovely stories. That's excellent, but not anymore. And it's like the far right know this. Where some of them go, I want to leave, but I'm not going to be accepted back. No, nobody wants me back, and all they can do is hang around with the far writers, you know, getting further and further, you know, just becoming ideologues because they're not hearing conflicting opinions. Whereas if you hold out, you know, the friendly hand, invite them out for a drink, be nice to them and basically make it clear to them, you know, if you abandon your beliefs and come back to the light, you know, we're, we'll be here for you. And everything in that works, that works. If you reach out to them and be nice and that you'll get people go, oh, he's asking you to be nice to Nazis. I was like, well, it works. Like, come up with a better one because you just beating them up in the streets not fucking working. Oh man, so if anything, my idea is more effective. So why are you booing me? I'm right. <laughs> like, like that type of shit. So, and you, you've, yeah. got, you've, you've got a lot of criticism for being a UKIP supporter, haven't you? Yeah. Can you can you just explain a little bit why why you support UKIP? It's it's just because they, no other party cares about freedom of speech. None of them do, and everyone seems to think that you know I'm I'm fully hundred percent ideologically aligned. Do you know how funny it is bringing up? the concept of legalising weed at a UKIP meeting. <laughs> yeah, I love doing it. I love doing it. I know what I mean? Because I think we should legalise weed, but when you mention it in the, the, the room, they're like, oh, and they get all upset and everything. I'm like, no, we should do it. We, you, but, uh, but also, I'm also still a Scottish nationalist. <laughs> as well, which really upsets them. But, um, but it's like, they're the only party that care about freedom of speech. None of the other ones do. Labour don't care. Tories don't care. Lib Dems, who? (laughs) You know, so that's the only problem. See, if and then you get people that go, why don't you associate with, like, why don't you speak at any left-wing free speech events? Where are they? Where are they? You know, find me a left-wing free speech event, I'll happily go and speak at it. That's because most of the people on the left-wing aren't having their free speech attacked. I've seen people on the left-wing getting their free speech attacked because they're not left enough. Like, most of it is coming from the authoritarian left who are... Really, really shockingly, everyone's like, oh, the rise in the far right, it's the authoritarian left that you want to watch. They're the ones that are growing in massive numbers and it's universities that are doing it. Mm. Well, we know a little bit about that. Um, (laughs) 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 Uh, Listen, our time is almost up. Uh, We would love to chat to you for longer, but you're a busy man, you're you're performing here tonight and we got to let you go. So final question, Francis, go for it. the one we always do. What are the thing? What are some of the things that we're not talking about as a society, but we really need to be? Extermination of furries. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're not just talking yeah. about people with beards, right? No, 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 no. no. Uh, we furries, can kill them. That's fine. No. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm worried. 
Are furries, are furries a protected class? Do you know Fur- what a furry is? Yeah, no, yeah, we don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. No? This is brilliant. You don't know what a furry is? No. Oh, my boy. Um, <laughs> a furry is a person yeah. who adopts an anthropomorphised animal persona. Sometimes they just like to roleplay. Sometimes there is a bit of a sexual element. They'll even take it to the full extent of buying a full fursuit. You know, so they like self-identify a, as a rabbit? Pretty much, okay. yeah. yeah. But these yeah. fursuits go for thousands, by the way, I found out. And uh, they'll have events, they'll roleplay, and they'll have a lot of... Uh, Fun, and I think if they want to be animals, then it should be legal for us to hunt them. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were going to piss people off, and now we have. Uh, Do you know what? We've lost our one furry listener. <laughs> He's listening. I'm out. I was with everything. Not now. Too far. That, that's fine. They were going to get shot anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Under his system. That's yeah. all good. Uh, listen, uh, man, thanks so, so, thank you so much for coming in. Uh, follow Marcus on Twitter, watch his YouTube channel. Uh, and as always, subscribe to us on YouTube at TriggerPod on all the social media. And we will see you very soon with another episode. Uh, absolutely. See you. Oh, by the way, like, share, do all the rest of it. Do you reckon you can train an abbot, a rabbit to be a Nazi? Maybe. Well, we've got an expert here, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we get a whole legion of them. <laughs> Give me a week. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, guys, thanks a lot. See you next week. Bye-bye. Before you go, consider joining our exclusive member feed. As a member, you'll get ad-free and extended interviews. Click the membership link in the podcast description or find the exclusive episodes link on your podcast listening app to join us.